Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. Uh, my name is Shorsha Dunbar and I hope everybody listening is well. And um, this month, I am joined by Red Stage Entertainment, uh, the developers of Scabma Snowfall. And I'm also joined by their publisher, PID Games. And they spoke to me about their game, Scabma Snowfall, so we can hear what to expect from the game. We also heard about the Sami culture. So this game deals with that, the indigenous Sami culture in, well, in this case, in Finland. And we find out more about them. And we find out more about the story of the game and the gameplay and uh, how the company was formed and a little bit what we can expect in future. And um, so before that, uh, here is a trailer for the game. Now, this is a little bit different because the trailer is in Northern Sami, but I've also included a link to the video with subtitles. But just to give people an idea of what the language sounds like. So here is a trailer of Scabma Snowfall in Northern Sami, followed by the interview. So please enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Adventure Games podcast. I am delighted to be joined this week, uh, this episode, this month, rather, this episode by developers Red Stage Entertainment from Finland. 
and uh, so joined by, and I've got to get these names wrong. I do apologize, Mariana O'Rannan. Well, Mariana. Mariana O'Rannan, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mariana. And <laughs> let's see now, Sahin Chengiz. Chengiz, pretty, pretty good, almost. <laughs> oh, so how, how, I'll leave it to you. How, how do you how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> Well, actually, it would be pronounced Shahin Zengis, uh, though I'm not really using that because in Finland, no one can pronounce that. So. Oh, really? <laughs> in Finland? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Turkish name. Oh, okay. That's, well, that's like my, my name, except mine is Irish in Ireland and people still can't pronounce it. So, uh, <laughs> so what, what do people call you then? Sorry? Tahin. Tahin. Okay. Uh, well, welcome, guys. And we're also joined by, who's on mute, uh, Stanislas Jinperet, who's from the publisher Pid Games. Hello, Stanislas. Hello. Hello. Um, we tend to say, for obvious reason, uh, PID Games, uh, obviously. Oh, you know, PID Games. Yeah, thank you. Know, you know, <laughs> just, just, just to avoid this, uh, Pid Games, what? next? No, it's PID, PID Games, yes. Okay, and, uh, yeah. Happy to be here. Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, we'll be hearing from you later on about uh, the publishing side. Um, but you guys as well, we're hearing from Mariana and Sahin um, about their game Scabma Snowfall, which I am really looking forward to. When I first saw the trailer and read about it, I was thinking, yes, this, this game seems to be made just for me. I know it wasn't, but it seems to be, you know, we have some games like that. It's like, yeah, just everything about this. I am really curious to know. So I'm delighted you guys could join me. But before we talk about the game itself, I wanted to talk uh, to learn about the people behind the game, Mariana and Sahin. So uh, first of all, Mariana, if you wanted to introduce yourself, and uh, I presume you're a fan of games, narrative games. And if you are, I want to uh, let us know which are your favorites. Uh, yes, what would I This is usually the most difficult question people tell me. <laughs> I know, who am I? And then you suddenly go to this very philosophical <laughs> stage where you are like questioning your whole existence. Like, are you real or who not? Who am I? Am I? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm a, a managing, di managing partner of Red Stage Entertainment and scriptwriter uh, of our company. I'm also Sami myself. And uh, my favorite adventure narrative games if you have any wow. uh, many i i love games i absolutely <laughs> i'm sucker for good storytelling i uh i i would say maybe because there are storytelling and storytelling i i would probably say that those non-dialogue storytelling games i absolutely loved 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 journey Mm. And for those who, that has more dialogue in them, I would probably say Okami oh. is my favorite. Oh, I just curious. love it. It's so heartwarming, heartwarming yeah. game. Yeah, no, it's certainly very interesting, very, very unique uh, choices there. Because people you go for a typical Monkey Island, Broken Sword, which are wonderful games, with my favorites as well. But uh, yeah, those are, those are some great. So you like non-dialogue story games as well. What is it about non-dialogue story games that you that you like personally? Um, uh, you asked what were the games? Oh yeah. So I, what is it about, about? Uh, the, the non-dialogue? So you mentioned non-dialogue games that you narrative games that you like. What do you think are the benefits? Um, that's... I think it's uh, you can more concentrate on the mood and the atmosphere and telling stories 
of what you hear and what you see and what mm. are the interactions inside the game world. It is easy to kind of drown the, drown the story to too much dialogue, if mm. you understand what I mean. Uh, absolutely, a lot so of exposition. Just too much <laughs> words into that. And uh, I don't know, as a quite silent type, Believe me or not, I am. <laughs> I, I like the non nonverbal storytelling as well. Yeah, no, ab absolutely. I think um, you know there's an expression. Well, you probably have heard of this, Mariana. Show don't tell um, in storytelling. Yeah. That you know, with a lot of exposition, that you can drown out. You can get drowned out in exposition. Um, and um, but but yeah, no, I think there's something to be said for nonverbal dialogue in games as well, sort of like, you know, Machinarium as well, or Summer Rust, um, or even, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, Roki, which I think looks similar to this game, there are some similarities from what I can tell, uh, that there is written dialogue, but the performance, you know, you just hear from the characters who have, like, just make sounds, and it's really curious, and I think it works very well. Um, mm. But, um, no, thank you, Mariana, and uh, we'll get back to you now very shortly. Uh, and then Sahin, I was wondering if you could introduce yourself and let us know what some of your favorite narrative or non-narrative games are. Yeah, okay, so I'm Sahin, I'm the CEO of Red Stage and also the director for Skarma Snowball and generally our project. We have this, she writes, I direct kind of a, <laughs> kind of a system going on. And uh, was I supposed to say my favorite adventure game or can it be any narrative game? I, I will give you any narrative game. So because uh, I, I don't like to, I know it's the adventure games podcast, but I know people's favorites can be like a little bit outside the genre. So whichever yeah, are your I mean, favorite I mean, games. Please, please define an uh, adventure. I know what, what, what are adventures. They have to be point and click. Yeah. They have to be third person. They have to be inventory puzzles. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, actually, funnily enough, my favorite games, I mean, like games that affected me the most in like growing up or at any point of life uh, are actually very dialogue heavy as opposed to what <laughs> I guess like uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 mm. anyways is definitely like my uh, I, I kind of grew up with those games and the third one that's uh, like storytelling wise. It's it's one of my like forever favorites, most likely. Uh, and for a long time, it actually stayed as like, okay, this is my favorite game. It never uh, lost its place until Near Automata came out, and that kind of like started to steal steal the thunder from from Metal Gear for me because that that game hit me very hard in in many many ways. Sorry, which game did you mention? Automa. Near Automata. Oh yes, 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 yes. I haven't played it, but I I know the game. Yes. It's it's funny because this is almost like the direct opposite of Mariana. That's a very you know as dialogue heavy as you can get <laughs> with Metal Gear Solid. But yeah, it's I grew up playing those games myself as well. I the first well uh, the first Metal Gear Solid, not the first two Metal Gear games. First Metal Gear Solid for me was the, I think the first or one of the first narrative games that I played. Um, that and Final Fantasy VII. So great game to start off with. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dialogue in, in, in that game. So um, in, in Metal Gear Solid 3 as well. Have you played the whole series of Metal Gear Solid? And this remains your favorites, well, of the series? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it has. It, it has remained with me this all, all, all this time. And I do like all of the games, like the mainline games. 
the, the Hideo, Hideo Kojima games. I, I do like all, all of those. Yeah, have you played his most recent one? What's the, what's the name of it again? Um, Death Stranding. Yes. Have you, have you played that game? Yeah, yeah. I think Mariana played that too. Did you? Oh, <laughs> I didn't get to start that one. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, but, yes. yeah, I did play that. I, I did also like that very much. Like, I, I mean, Kojima has a in, interesting style. He's <laughs> on very... Uh, very story and narrative heavy style that that I do like. I do like the thematics in mm. in, in his games overall, like just the way he handles thematics in that. In a, yeah, in, no, in ab- absolutely. No, I love his games as well. I haven't played the last. I uh, didn't play the last Metal Gear Solid or that game, but I'm I'm really curious <laughs> uh, to see what he does. But anyway, we'll get back to your game uh, now, Scab Mass Snowfall. Um, so you're both, as you mentioned, part of Red Stage Entertainment. Um, how is this company formed? So I don't know if Sahi, maybe you as the CEO and director could tell us how, uh, I presume, did, did you start this company and what were your object? What are your objectives with the company? I mean, we both started the company. Oh, sorry, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it, when was it? Four, four years ago. Yeah. 2017. Oh yeah, four four wow, four years ago already. It's just terrifying. But yeah. yes, <laughs> we were uh, we studied together. Like well, she was a year uh, year ahead of me. Is that how you say it? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, uh, we studied film and television together. We met met there. Uh, I, I think the first time we met was in a course where Mariana was actually directing me, like as a assignment in <laughs> something something, and we started talking about like we should work together we've done a couple of things during school together and we thought maybe just make a company and start making and that was the big question we started film and television what are we gonna make and I I think like all of our discussions were centering around games so (laughs) after five years of studying film and television we started our (laughs) gaming company (laughs) I, I and, think uh, it was because we were big gamers ourselves, so we loved the challenge. Intention, of- the intention was to start uh, making narrative games. Like we, we both think, like it's a uh, the gameplay aspect is great, of course. A game has to be as good as a game. Like you have to think it mm. outside of a story too. Uh, but if we think about like what was important to us in the games we like, it, it tends to be the story. It tends to be an emotional impact. So we made a company and started fighting to get <laughs> make games. Yeah, that that that's great. I mean, yes. it's uh, I, I mean, I suppose I mean, as you mentioned, there has to be gameplay. But I think with narrative games, and I'm guessing here, assuming here with narrative games and film and TV, there are a lot of similarities or a lot of overlap because they all tell stories. Um, and so probably with, with video games, with this game, I think the, probably one of the most important parts anyway seems to be the story and the gameplay as well, but the story and the world and the culture um, as well. Uh, so uh, so you started in 2017. Did you start working on Scabma Snowfall in 2017 as well? Did, did this idea come to you then or did you have, so I suppose maybe Mariana, the writer, um, uh, did, did you have this idea for a long time or after you, you set up the company? Or how long have you been one? Yeah, I had an idea of that I wanted to do something about my own culture, 
mm. uh, for a long time before we started this company. And uh, I was actually writing a short film about Sami before this company. Uh, I think it was a natural choice to actually start making a game about Sami. For me, especially mm. because when, when you have something in your chest, you want to just pour it out. And yeah, I think that is one reason why we put up this company because this is kind of a topic that not other companies would take into and start making. So if I wanted to do a game about Sami, I had to kind of create a company around it and do it and make it happen. Otherwise it would never have been made. Yeah, so pr probably AAA studios. <laughs> Um, I think, oh, there's not, not enough shooting, not enough. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's definitely, as I said, it really, really appealed to me on a personal level as well when I first saw it and first heard about it. Um, I, I suppose then to the, the next question then is, uh, what, what is the story then in this game? Uh, uh, what, what can you tell us? Uh, and again, probably without spoilers, I should... <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> uh, what, what can you tell us about the setup of this game, uh, Scabma Snowfall? Oh dear. No, <laughs> this is careful. a challenge now <laughs> to dance around the story. Too <laughs> much revealing. And I'm um, having well, my the... buzzer room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the, the story takes place in. Uh, imaginary Sami land, it is a fantasy story. So uh, the time period is around 18th century and we follow a story of a young reindeer herder, Ailu, who goes to seek this missing reindeer and ends up in the middle of cosmic adventure, basically. Oh, that's... <laughs> and I, I forgot to mention that, yeah, yeah, Ailu finds this old uh, abandoned Sami Noidi drum and through that gets drawn into this spiritual world that is way bigger than themselves so <laughs> I don't know if that revealed anything please uh, do ask if something is unclear uh, unclear yes I want to, to third act I want to know what exactly he discovers and how you resolve the story no I'm kidding of course <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll discover that for ourselves. No, that's, it's certainly very intriguing that, um, it, it's, uh, and I, I was just going through your website and the Steam page, so I think it's okay to reveal these things, but of course we have you guys here to tell us if there's anything they were spoiling. Um, so you mentioned Ailu that you uh, came across. Um, he's a reindeer herder. From the website, I read that he doesn't really seek adventures, but then uh, in this case, an adventure sought him. Uh, again, was yeah. it uh, when you're developing the characters? Was it intentional to um, to create this kind of internal character or this introverted character, rather than the typical heroic character who wants to save the day? You know, who wants to um, get involved in this? Because I would imagine that uh, with culture, with a place like this, a lot of people would want to explore the world. But Ailu seems quite content with his culture. As I was wanting to inspire yeah. or the, the reasoning for creating this character. It is very typical for Sami people to seek peace rather mm. than fight. So basically, it, it is a character trait that we want to keep out of the 
fighting and all, all the all the drama or too much adventures so it kind of it reflects of myself and my father or everyone i know basically in in that sense that of course if the adventure comes we take it as it is and we save the world but we don't <laughs> see that adventure so yeah willingly yeah no uh, it's uh i mean i suppose he's very realistic then uh sammy person then um in that case at least to me that, yeah that is something that i grew up with i mean well you're, you're sammy so i'm going to uh <laughs> i'm going to rely on you then i'm not going to argue with you then since you're the sammy of us here um uh, yeah and uh, uh, then, because you say that this is set in the 1700s, was there, was there a reason that you set it in the 1700s rather than nowadays, uh, the present day, uh, for example, or was it for this particular time I, period? I uh, because we are using uh, the Noite drum. Um, Noite were the healers and protectors of Sami villages, and they were known uh, of the, the drums, and the drum was... Uh, tool to communicate with spirits and travel to spirit worlds and so on. So uh, those drums were destroyed, most of them in the 1700. Mm. So our game sets in 1800, uh, 100 years or so after destroyance happened. So uh, thematically, we are addressing a loss of uh, important part of your culture. So okay. Ilo lives in a world where no ideas are not anymore, and people are starting to forget about no ID culture. Okay, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that that's it. That seems that seems good. I suppose the question is, uh, what can you tell us now? I could talk to you about it for five hours, but maybe we can keep it uh, <laughs> relatively brief here. I don't know if um, Mariana, if you wanted to then. Uh, explain uh, who, who are the Sami people because this is the first that I've heard of them um, as I said I do have an interest with my own uh, family and my own personal circumstances of uh, historic cultures and indigenous cultures um, but in particular the Sami what, what can you tell us about the Sami? Oh, the <laughs> I know short you... version or the long version? <laughs> How long would the long version be because I could be here for five hours but I do know that we have to finish this interview at some point today. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> I know it, it's um, basically we we are the northernmost and only acknowledged indigenous nation living inside European Union, and uh, we are one nation living inside four countries: uh, Finland, Russia, Sweden, and Norway. Uh, there are nine different languages, and uh, pretty much every one of them are endangered. So the the most uh, spoken language, the Northern Sami language, Tavi Sami Kiela, has 20,000 speakers. Oh. So it's not that many. Mm. And I, my part of my family comes from Anar Sami, that there is only 400 speakers of Anar Sami. So they are wow. very, very small <laughs> minorities inside Sami minority also. Yeah, but no, that that's... is like a short version. And People might know us mainly for the rain, reindeer herding culture, but it's not the only only livelihood that we have had traditionally. So hunting and fishing and uh, living out the nature basically 
has been the livelihood of Sami. Although reindeer is the, the most uh, distinguished part of our culture, is distinguished, right? Yeah. Word? I don't know, <laughs> but it, it is where we are known and it is a very important animal to us. Yeah, okay, yeah, because I, well, I, one thing I do know is in Finland, at least, particularly in the Sami now, um, that you're well known for reindeer herders, but there was more to, <laughs> uh, to, to it than that. But uh, yeah, no, and what, 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 what about the Sami culture now? Because you mentioned that there is not a lot of people left who speak the language of 20,000 that ignored the Sami of 400 in, uh, in that case. Uh, how, are there any efforts to preserve the language and the culture and the history of the Sami people, um, apart from this game, of course? Is there anything that uh, the people are doing? Uh, nowadays, yes, but it wasn't so like 20, 30 years ago. When, when I was a kid, uh, I, I didn't have opportunity to learn my language. And mm. it was pretty much a little bit, I don't know, my, my father, father's generation is called uh, the lost generation, basically, because that generation lost the language and they lost big parts of the culture because of the assimilation processes that took place in Finland. So, yeah, sorry, I forgot about the question. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the efforts <laughs> to preserve. We went too deep, too quickly. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, we can, we can go, go back out then again. No, but I was curious about the efforts to preserve the language and the culture of the Sami people, and or the 10 languages rather. Um, but uh, yeah, I know you said that your father was, you know, the last generation. So now there's more being done. Are there any, you know, museums or anything or anything done uh, to preserve the culture of the Sami people and the languages? Of course, there are uh, there is Sami Museum Sida in in Anar and other Nordic countries. There are more museums, but we are not museum nation. We are still alive and here. Of course, yes. <laughs> so we are breathing and alive, and <laughs> we are developing. We are not that, uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. We're still here. Uh, oh. Language is a tricky part because it is uh, many languages are in danger of mm. just disappearing, and we really have to work work to save them and uh, try to get um, families that have lost their languages to learn them again and those kids to learn their mother languages, so. No, I absolutely agree entirely. I mean, to, not to that extent, but there is an effort now with Irish, with Gaelic here in Ireland, that is coming back. There are more people uh, studying that and teaching that. And even, you know, foreign people coming to Ireland, they're taking up Irish uh, because they want to learn the roots of Ireland as well. And, um, yeah. you know, which, which is great. So, you know, I hope the same would happen with, uh, with the Sami. And a curious thing about this game as well is that the game, I believe, is it in Northern Sami? Uh, the, 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 it's voiced in Northern Sami, which I think is, is great. Uh, was that a decision made early on uh, in the process of developing the game? Um, and, and did you have to kind of fight, I think, to, to include it? Or was that, you know, was very supported? Sahin can probably answer yeah? if or we Sahin? Have to fight about it or not. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was a no-brainer to take. Were we supported in the decision to make make it in Northern Sami? Well, I mean, I, I don't even know who the opposition. Actually I'm just would I'm be. just guessing because if to, to make a game, maybe 
I don't know, commercial that to make it in English or whatever or Finnish. Um, I don't know if you ha- if you had any difficulties in trying convincing people uh, to have it in in Northern Sami. <laughs> I mean, uh, that is Stanis can answer that, or maybe Stanislas can. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can say I can say that uh, the decision that we'd have any voice acting that the game would have, like in the beginning, we didn't didn't know how much it would be, but like we knew that there would be something, some voice acting. And the uh, decision that it's Northern Sami was done very early on, and we have kept that always as a, as a, uh, in any kind of negotiation that's a given, like it will be by default in Northern Sami, because mm. it just makes sense. Uh, yeah. The possibility for it to be, translated to not, not other languages like of course there's nothing wrong with that uh, though at this point talking with PID games people and Stan you know it has stayed we're gonna keep it northern Sami yeah and at this point the point is not to translate it the voice lines to no. so um, from my perspective so of course I think about Uh, the game and you you know I think about producing it properly and I want the, the game to be the best that is and I respect the studio's artistic question. Now I also have the ugly role of thinking about money <laughs> and communication and um, and stuff like that. But say so I think just that every choice you make when you're producing a game is by default a communication position. Whatever you do, it's a marketing choice. Okay, and there have been games and titles over the past few years that has proven that this is a position that you can defend. Um, Last Gordon is entirely dubbed in a non-existing language. Mm. And that choice by itself tells a story. It's a choice that serves for immersion, right? So Scott Mass Snowfall being the title it is, and Red Stage Entertainment being the studio it is, it made no sense, not even for half a second was it considered to dub it in another language, because that is the statement. That is what the game proposes. So having it dubbed in something else would just denaturate it, and that, that, that wasn't even considered. Now, yes, having the text localized in... Mm as many languages as possible, that's just common sense. But having it dubbed, it, it, this, is, this is not just about having the game accessible. This is about not changing what the game is. And, and that's part of the, the design of the game to me. Yeah, well, for, for the record, I completely agree. I'm delighted it's in Northern Sami that we'll get to hear it and get to hear what the, what the language sounds. Because there was, um, when I was in Spain and I was speaking to a friend of mine, that's very short and has a point, you talk about films that are dubbed, for example, Tom Cruise, and her where she said, you go to Spain to see Tom Cruise film, and he speaks perfect Spanish like Antonio Cruz. And for her, it takes her out of the movie <laughs> that she said she prefers watching films, you know, with subtitles in the original language, reading in her own language but she said listening to it dubbed whatever language you know it just takes her out of it and for the most part i said i i agree i think it's not just that you know it's and, and marina and, and sahin would probably agree but having it is not in northern sami is a statement as well yes you know it's not and it, it's a statement so funny story um so right now i'm in finland and my girlfriend is finnish 
and I had her play the demo of Skabma. And her, her first reaction was to tell me that she's never heard Northern Sami before. Yep. So she mm. lived her entire life in Finland without ever once wow. the language of indigenous people. So that is why it's important to keep it in Northern Sami. That, that's the statement. And if we change the statement, we change the message. And uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't allow PRD Games to touch that at all. So I can be I can be a pen in the ass about this <laughs> level design, this specific bug, and but changing the the message and the statement is an option. Yeah, no, I mean, again, this I agree entirely. We are working with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a cool guy, you know. Here that uh, you know he has to take about money, but he's keeping it in Northern Sami, which he I'm guessing not every publisher would do that. So some publishers might say, "No, we need it dubbed in English and Spanish and French." And but uh, no, it is great that it, it is going to be voiced in Northern Sami. Uh, speaking of the voicing, there because uh, you, did you get an actor? I presume you did. You get. The Sami actors and what was the process or people who'd speak in the game uh, in Northern Sami and I don't know who was in charge of that if you could talk about getting the correct people or people who sounded right to do the voices of the characters uh, how was that process? I, no, I, I did all the voices Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say great job. I mean, from the trailer, great job. If you did. <laughs> oh, we lost Dan. Oh, my God. Oh, no, he's Dan, back. Uh, no, 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 I'm still. <laughs> yeah, Mar Margana, you can, you can answer uh, less jokingly. <laughs> okay, it, it was uh, definitely a challenge. To get the voice actors of course we are a small studio and at that time of course our funds were small too so pretty much it was this spread the word from from mouth to mouth to try to find uh good sammy sammy actors and actually not all the voice actors are actors as a professional level mm. so they are artists they have done uh, voice acting in some places, more products, uh, but not this scale. So, yeah, I, I, it, it was more, more about spreading the rumor in Sami community and trying to find, and it, it, it took a long time, especially for some reason the men went so, <laughs> so <laughs> easily seeking the roles. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. And, and how was yeah, it? Lucky, lucky oh, sorry, go ahead. Who Which one? <laughs> oh, yeah, don't, 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 Sahin, yeah? Uh, like, like, I mean, like, we did uh, have, like, a casting call, like, like how would we do in any kind of production on, on film and TV side, too. Uh, and But still, I think many were found in the end outside of that casting call. And we did have, a like, a some number of people uh, uh, to, uh, answering to, to this and did have a, like an actual casting for these people mm. and found some really good talents regardless of their acting experience like before this like, like we th there were like it was super great to to like see that there is like people who uh, <laughs> I would say like you, you wouldn't expect, especially when they start off saying that, yeah, I have never acted in anything. And then, then we actually 
kind of test them out in the casting process and and we got a really good good <laughs> a good, good uh cast of people in this game i i can't wait for people to actually actually play it and, and get to get to see the cutscenes when they are fully done and all that yeah i i can't can't wait either um and how was it directing them then i don't know who was uh, in charge of directing them to get them to say it maybe the way that they needed to be said and was it i don't know maybe if it was easier if they weren't uh, if they didn't have any acting experience um but how was it directing these people in the north sami language if they had no previous experience acting was it difficult or was it easier than, than expected or no no it wasn't wasn't difficult really i mean i mean uh well of course we we can with uh we can talk in finnish or uh, in English with with one one actor who's from Norway uh so we can of course communicate all the time it would be harder let's say that we didn't speak any common language but in in the end i i i don't think like emotions and all that that they are so so language specific mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that it, it would change things that much we we discuss it just like in anything, and it, it doesn't matter if someone is a is is not a experienced actor. The process is still the same. You discuss, you you find the character. There is the blueprint that Mariana has written, and because that text was already good, so it's easy to start discussing. Like, okay, what is the meaning behind this and this, and then we test out how it sounds. And I, I actually would say it was extremely fun, <laughs> almost almost all of the time. It was super fun. So. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Sahin Sahin pronouncing Sami. You know, <laughs> but, good practice for him. Oh, no, no, definitely, I'm sure. Uh, to, okay. uh, but I can't I can't, I can't wait uh, to hear it. Now, also uh, making a game like this that is you know, based on a real culture and I'm sure we'll learn a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys played growing up or before these edutainment games that games were about, you know, education and learning as well. Um, but how, I guess the question then is, how do you balance, you know, education, learning with the culture and then making it a game as well, making it entertaining? Because I think one of the issues with those kind of games back 20 years ago was you learn a lot but they didn't really make it a lot of fun. <laughs> there wasn't, um, you know, some of them were. And now this game does look like a lot of fun, but how do you balance, you know, trying to teach us or give us more information about the Sami culture and making it a game that can be enjoyed, enjoyable as well? So uh, I don't know what the pros, you know, was that ever an issue? No, we decided in a very early on that we are not going to do educational game. Okay. That is absolutely <laughs> something that we don't want to do. And everything that I, I write into game and teach, uh, or I don't know how to put it, but everything I tell about Sami culture is more or less weaved into the story or in the collectibles you find for example. So it's voluntary to people look for the treasures and find out about the specific items, for example, objects, for example. But it's not like I'm trying to trying to push this uh, Sami culture in people's minds that you have to learn now and there's going to be a test (laughs) in a week or so about this. So 
after every chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't continue to the next chapter until, until you ace the test. Until you get it all, all correct. <laughs> no, but that's, uh, I mean, the, the game certainly looked really fun and it does look like, well, from what I could tell from the trailer, everything feels like natural. That, you know, feels that, you know, we'll learn naturally about the, you know, but it feels like we'll, we'll live the experience rather than, you know, learn, just learning about it from like a textbook. Um, but which, um, but yeah, and, and then, you know, we haven't spoken about the gameplay yet uh, because it is a game. Um, and as I said, I could talk, you know, I'm sure we'll learn more about Sammy later through the game as well. Uh, but what is the gameplay like? Um, you know, what can you tell us? about what players, what people can expect when they play the game. So I know that's a general question. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, can, you can expect uh, exploration as overall, something that's overarching the whole, whole, whole thing, that you, you are exploring areas, you have the drum and it can reveal you things and, and uh, there is quite a lot of dialogue uh, here and there, like with different different uh, characters and, and spirit beings that you can also reveal with the drum. And and we we overall like the a drum is this multi-purpose tool that you can light your surroundings and 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 reveal reveal things and and uh, and like just you you use it to get from place to place. It it guides you to collectibles and 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 this kind of stuff and the would say other side of the whole game is is uh platforming i mean it's it's not uh, like there are enemies but it doesn't have combat per se like that mm -hmm. that is not the focus there you are not you you are not uh defeating any enemies but they are things you can use in platforming because you gather these spirit animals and then use their power to affect the enemies and other things in the environment. And <laughs> this is still an interesting uh, de design, uh, like issue, or, I mean, like a challenge we're having because people have a tendency to think that you're supposed to defeat the enemies. <laughs> And from the demo, we actually got a lot of feedback about, hey, like, what do I do with the enemies? And, and of course, we don't want that to be a mystery. Like, that's not supposed to be something that, <laughs> hey, hey, just player, get it. <laughs> Try to understand. We have to make it clearer. But still, it's it's interesting that for us, uh, especially the demo, like the enemy enemies are literally platforming elements. You can use them to get from place to place. Uh, <laughs> And it's kind of yeah. fun to see people people uh, using their powers on the enemies and <laughs> then just waiting. Like, is it dying? Is it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I guess we're, we've all been accustomed when growing up playing games that oh, there's an enemy, so let's try and defeat the enemy, let's try and kill the enemy. But I suppose we don't really think we can use the enemy to progress, <laughs> um, which is really interesting. Um, and uh, sorry, yeah, Mariana? It goes to the the whole meaning of being noidy. It's not about that much fighting. It's more about mm. healing. Exactly. And that is why we because these enemies they are they are people who have been affected by strange disease. So would you? I don't know. Maybe careful, some players. Careful! Don't to say too much. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm okay. I'm, I'm quiet now. Okay. <laughs> Don't say it's they are enemies. Enemy. Okay, so yeah, we could say they're enemies and, you know, we don't necessarily fight them and try and kill them. <laughs> I will find they're, out more yeah. in... They're not monsters. Exactly. They're not monsters. They are, they are cursed things. Okay. Uh, yeah, and we've, as you mentioned, Mariana, earlier on, that, um, the, uh, you know, the Sami are peaceful people. <laughs> like like Alice. So, okay, well, I'm, lo I'm looking forward to it. And now you mentioned... Um, I, again, I don't want to get into spoiler territory. We mentioned the drum that you have to use that. So presumably music is an important part of the game, the culture. Would you say that that's uh, correct? So how did you go about with the music? Who did the music then? Did you find uh, local Sami musicians or did you do the music yourselves? Uh, we are both using the local Sami artists. Uh, in this case, it is also our main voice actor, Hilda Lansman, who is yoiking, which is a traditional way of uh, singing, Sami singing. And uh, also she did the melody for our main theme song. So oh. we are definitely using her amazing voices uh, in our game. And, uh, but otherwise we, from pretty early on, we had a composer, Mark Malushev who wants you to do the music otherwise in a, in a game. So we are combining, combining Sami traditional artists and then our own composer. What Marina oh. isn't telling you about Hila Lansman is that she's a big deal. Okay. <laughs> We're not talking about the local pop singer. She's a, she's a, um, a famous uh, artist. A okay. Yeah. Artist. Wow. Yes. I mean, we, we did have a, like, Starting to make this game, I started to think of the ideas and, and me also uh, delving into the Sami mythology and culture and so on. Like I, I was listening to Hilda Lansman to get into the mood and kind of understand things and get get a sense of what this is because she, she is a very, very big name in, in Sami, Sami music. So, so it, 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 was, it was a super interesting moment when at some point we actually are talking with her and and she is interested in being part of this and she became the main character's voice and wow <laughs> that, that, that was one of those uh kind of like a like, like these hopes you have for your career which is that you start to really really like admire someone and then they're they are actually part of your project that was a great moment <laughs> What, what, was it challenging to, to get her to convince her to become part of her project or was she interested anywhere from, from early on? I guess it was uh, challenging to get in contact with her. Right. <laughs> it, it was basically that, yeah, yeah, Sami circles, they are very small. So, mm. and kind of, if you know someone who knows someone, you pretty much are already a family <laughs> in, in, in a weird sense that, if you are Sami, we all stick together. So basically what we did, because we didn't get uh, Hilda's number anywhere. So I, if I remember correctly, we went to Hilda's gig at some point and just talked with her after the gig. Yeah, she had and a gig in, in Tampere, so the city yeah. where we are based and we just went to see her. See her. Actually, that, that is, I, I forgot that that was how we yeah. first and yeah, we just we pushed our like, uh, brochure 
to her that, okay, here is the game, we want you in it. <laughs> yeah. And she said yes, so... <laughs> Not right away, but yeah, she was interested. Yeah, well, that's the first start, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's the first thing, it's a start, you know, are you interested? And then uh, she said, let's see. And then, yeah, eventually she said yes. So congratulations. You got, uh, um, oh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, well, congrats on that. And then about the, I mean, another thing that really uh, appeals to me about this game is the graphics. Uh, it, the game looks absolutely spectacular. And again, you're an indie studio, I imagine. So I Again, I don't know how you managed to make the game look as it does from Indie Studio. Uh, who, who, what can you tell us? Who was in charge of maybe designing the game or making the game, you know, the artistic side of it? Um, and how do you make it look so good? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, genuinely, much. I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying that to, um, you know, try and be nice. When I first thought, I was like, wow, this looks really good. Yeah. That, that's that's great to hear and and i mean actually uh during this process there has been quite a lot of people who have affected how it looks like like, like it would be great to be able to say uh like one art lead who is like <laughs> like making this but that doesn't really specifically e exist here but 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 i i, I mean at, at this point it's it's the current team we have have has like like uh, found a common language to make <laughs> to make the game look look what it what it does because like game development is generally kind of kind of hell because it's it's very hard to get, get everything <laughs> working working together. That's that's uh, the exact definition of what development is hell. I, I would say like it's not even that that long when when we had some just overall that kind of technical problems that affected how things looked like things weren't just clicking together because because like just on a like literally technical level there are moments when you realize oh we have the import settings of textures wrong causing things <laughs> to look 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 weird <laughs> but but um at this point, actually, to, to say some names like like uh, our current animator and also like who does models and 2D art, uh, Nea, and some previous people like uh, Sanna Kaisa and and Mike have affected a lot in like how we started to make these models. Like, what is the art style just in general for the game? What are we mixing and ma matching there? there and, and i'm very thankful for for them even if some of them are no longer in the comp comp company working with us but i'm yeah. almost rambling at the moment but no you know, no it's a... we have made it together that's the point like, okay so it wasn't just one person no because it looks it looks fantastic um as i said uh, sorry mariana <laughs> yes and uh, of course now we have the level designer the one who creates the environment at the moment Teppo. So, yes, yes, definitely. And and Tempo is currently our, uh, we would say, uh, uh, art lead in the way that uh, he has the most most experience in in, in game uh, gaming gaming. And he does the level design, and of course, being the 
tall person working on level design, like 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 concretely making it. Like it, that takes a lot of his time. But 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 we uh, I I do trust. Like if, if we think about like a decision of what do we do now, like how what this asset would look like or this area would look like. Like I'm I'm very much looking into Tepo's direction direction in that. But but still, yeah, it's it's a it's a we have gotten a nice very good team you know like mm. like, like at, at this point it's it's and it has been a long journey to get to the place where we <laughs> all talk the same la language and 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 just have the expertise to make make a game i mean that that does take a time many, many of us started like right off, off from school mm. and then we me and mariana have been like uh raising these people for raising this family together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which is a big value of this company like overall even just before we had anyone working when we just talked about this is that we want to make this team that team that is like very close together and like 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 we we can we, people like coming to work and, right, and people yeah. are learning to get, get, get uh, together to get this common way of doing doing games. Well, no, I think that's a novel concept. You know that you want to treat people well and make them enjoy working at your company. That's uh, I, I don't know if many CEOs do that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it's, it's because I don't know. I'm thinking more of like the top company. I'm not going to mention any names, but some really yeah, super I, famous I mean, companies. When, when, when we are like big and that and have a lot of money then of course i can start being an asshole in of course yeah <laughs> but, but that, that's the goal <laughs> you, don't, you don't even have to be an asshole just don't know your employee's name that's it <laughs> you don't know i don't know I, who's I doing what. yeah <laughs> just just give me the money so i can maybe go up to space with something anyway the oh, that is telling that say yes uh, oh probably i think it's all, I said all about too much. us trying to create a working place of our dreams mm. and if the people who are working for us are treated well and they are happy then it makes us happy too because at least i read the room too too mm. easily so <laughs> if everyone is down i i get down so it's not good to have miserable people in your team so you have empathy with people, which is uh, well, which is which is great. But then, um, as well, so from a writing perspective, then uh, Mariana, working with these, you know, level designers and artists on the game as well, uh, what what is the process then? Um, how do you work together to for them to get your words maybe looking as great as they do? Do you just say, look, this is the story, this is here, you do your magic, or uh, how do you work with them? <laughs> I, I think it's more more about communicating like constantly and giving feedback of what they have done basically. Uh, my role has mainly been about Sami culture and how to portray that in, in the game. So because the Sami culture is very, very, very strict to uh, dress patterns and all these decorations that goes into the object. So those kind of details are very, very important part of our game and we have to get them right or design them so that we don't hurt 
other Sami families and take their patterns and mm. use their IP in that. No, fantastic. Um, and now I know we have to go through. I don't want to keep you too long. Now I don't know if you can talk about this uh, from because you have the game now, and then we have uh, well Stanislav from the publishing side. Um, I don't say because I've known a lot of developers. Uh, one of the things that they mentioned to me when I speak with them, one of the biggest issues for them is well finding a publisher yeah. <laughs> and trying to get the the word out about their game and trying to convince publishers to. Uh, help them with their game now thankfully mm -hmm. this seems and you all seem to be getting on very well you, know, you all had similar kind of motives as we mentioned uh, earlier uh, yeah. i suppose whatever what what can you tell us about how you met <laughs> um oh, you know yeah. what um so i'll leave it to you because i don't want i don't know what you can say uh okay. you know well i was studying film and television and okay <laughs> and you met them there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm an this brand called Caddy Games, right? And um, and it's rather new. Well, the company that it belongs to uh, has been around for a little bit over 10 years, Plugin Digital. This brand, I was actually hired to create it. So we do. And we go through a whole backlog of games that are, are then sourcing manager. So the listeners who do not know, a sourcing manager and publisher is someone who's tasked with um, searching for interesting products to publish or distribute. Mm. And there was this whole Trello, there's almost a hundred games there. And I get there and I'm, I'm starting to set up everything and I have to go through those. <laughs> I have to go through those. So I, I, try 15 20 games a day and and you know and i and i hate my life and i don't want to play these <laughs> games anymore <laughs> and and i see this title skabma and i just just think that it sounds good that's why i picked this specific card it sounds and good okay that's that was the sort of it and i looked at it and it as you said it looked beautiful even then the the artwork it was fascinating. Um, the thing is that there was no demo. Mm. There was no demo. There was no, there was nothing. There was just artwork, and the fact that it was a finished studio and that the, the game was talking about Sami. Now I knew about Sami before, having a special connection to Finland and coming from uh, indigenous people on my mother's side as well. Uh, not on this continent, but still. So I have strong connections to that, thought it was interesting. And I talked to my sourcing manager about it. Oh, what the fuck is that? Why, why aren't we <laughs> talking with these people? And they told me that things weren't progressing, uh, that he couldn't get a demo from them. And basically I told him, bet I can. And I did. <laughs> and the rest is history. So I had asked them for a few months, which is the truth. And they were probably thinking, who is this guy who uh, can't stop bothering us? <laughs> but yes, I, I harassed them to get the demo, and then I harassed them to talk to them afterwards. <laughs> and it was a few weeks, if not month, of hard negotiations. And uh, we uh, we started working together, and it's been it's been a while now. I think it's been almost a year. No, we started talking about maybe nine months ago, and we've been working together okay. for maybe six or seven months. But yes, I mean, from my perspective, it's it's been fun. But yes, it was really, it was it was about the, the art style and the um, 
the Sami perspective. So, I mean, luckily, in a way, I knew about Sami and its um, indigenous culture is close to me personally, because I'm uh, I'm, indig I'm indigenous as well. So yeah, um, went all for it. And I mean, I'm not going to get into the detail, but it wasn't easy. Oh, <laughs> so it was uh, it was complicated, but I'm happy I did eventually. Yeah. Yeah, well, it seems to be working out now anyway. And I don't know if anybody wants to just give general advice to any potential developers or developers or publishers listening about um, how to contact publishers yeah. or developers or getting... Now, you don't have to go into specific detail with yeah. your case, but it's, any ge general advice to anybody listening about how to get your game yes. out there? Um, or, getting publisher, it's, it's important. So be mindful of a couple of things. First, try to have as detailed and as good looking a pitch deck as possible. Whatever you're pitching, even if it's a concept or a more advanced game, try to be exhaustive. Try to talk, please talk about your game and not about the confidence and how other people are doing. We don't care about benchmark. We know them. That's how that's our job. You'd be surprised when I get 21 pages pitch deck and 11 are like benchmarks. I know benchmarks. That that's my job. Um, if you are going to send us a demo or a vertical slice, do not sweat how it looks. Right? We are used to working games that are in alpha, in beta. Mm. So just as long as you get the mechanics right and and are able to express to us how it works. And also, please put a detailed agenda and uh, a detailed budget, what you need and what you need it for. This will maximize the chance of us getting back to you. Um, also, please keep in mind that we're getting probably 10, 20, 30 pitches every day. So we, we try to answer to everyone, but it doesn't always happen. And when we say no to you, because it can happen, it doesn't always mean that your game is bad. Maybe it means that it's not ready yet. Maybe it means that um, the planning is not looking good. You know, if you want to be released in a year and I don't have any window, then it's going to be, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I can't get to you because uh, we, we're full for 13 months. So yes, it's, and please be humble. <laughs> I know you're all thinking that you're making the best game there is in the world, but to us, that's usually a red flag because we are going mm. to produce your game, which means we are going to be heavy. We are going to give you heavy criticism so that the game gets the best it can. And, and you know, when you're looking at something from too close, mm. you're lacking perspective. You're not seeing the big picture. So, so yeah, please be humble and, uh, and uh, everything should be fine. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you for that. I think that sounds great. Um, uh, some great advice there, I think. Um, so now I, I said I don't want to keep you too long, but do you have any idea, I don't know if you can say this yet, when more or less the game might be released? It says coming soon on the Steam page. Um, is, is, is that when it, what you can say? <laughs> and where will next it be released then? Um, I presume Steam. And, next year. Okay, so next year, 2022. Yeah. So sometime next year. Sometime. When it's, you know what? It, when it's ready. When it's ready. <laughs> so January 16th, we can say 2020. <laughs> no, when, when it's ready. <laughs> you, said, you said it. Yeah, okay, well, try, try to get the information out of you, which... <laughs> this is exactly why I'm here today. Ah, <laughs> oh, spoil, spoil. <laughs> Did you notice we were quiet? Yeah, right? I think clever. I think you're used to this. The thing is that Stan actually, like, 
has that background, so it's not clear that he's like behind both of us at the moment, like with a gun. Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, they actually know that I'll be I'll be in their office in like exactly a week. So they know that they have to behave. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have a plastic knife that I use. <laughs> you look very yeah. threatening with that plastic knife. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, what, what what platforms you know will it be released? Because uh, I know it's well, presumably it's Steam. Any anywhere else? Um, or Steam? Is it just Steam for now? Oh yeah, we can't we can't we can't talk about that for now. You know, it's um, okay. Right now, we're focusing on on, on the game on, on the game. So we'll okay, but you can wishlist it on Steam. Yes. Okay. And yeah, so you can wishlist it on Epic as well. So. Oh, so Steam and Epic, perfect. Yeah, for now. So you can please wishlist it. We don't say it enough, but that helps mm. a lot the games. So uh, it's free and it, it helps us out. Perfect. Um, okay, I think that's all the questions that I have. Um, yeah, but maybe without getting specific, I presume. Uh, well, Marianne or Sahin, I know you can't say specific, but do you have any other ideas? For projects or games afterwards, you can say yes or no. <laughs> or what happens after Sparma? You mean? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know you can't say really anything, um, but do you have like plans for the company? And I presume the answer would be yes that you have other plans. <laughs> Every other day we have plans for the company. <laughs> Every other day we don't. I know they, they are very much alive at the moment. Okay, I have to say. We are very focused on Scarpma at the moment. That's our main main priority, our baby, that we are Perfect. trying to push outside <laughs> to the world. Yeah, I mean, we can't say anything about any other project because then Stan would... Yes, here with plastic knife. We are talking about other projects every now and then. <laughs> but we can Morse code off. Are you, are, you sitting on, are you sitting on us with another publisher? <laughs> <laughs> are you seeing but, uh, other companies? On, on, on a, on a, uh, we haven't, we swear. Serious, <laughs> on a serious note, oh my God. Uh, serious note, uh, uh, of course, like we do think about like what is the future of the company and, and it, it, it most, uh, <laughs> most definitely we would like it to be more than just one game, of course. Uh, <laughs> so, so and, and that, that's, uh, I think, overall an interesting part of like, making any kind of entertainment product like whatever a story and like a creative work is that just by making that one work you do naturally create plans for how that story would go forward or okay this idea doesn't work for this story where mm. would it go? and, and yeah. both of us have been like um, <laughs> working on projects for years and years like before this company uh, and planning and so on like if if there was a moment that hey pitch an idea i can pull out 17 ideas from <laughs> just my pockets i guess so so like like the question is of course like what can you focus on and what interests people in the like a current zeitgeist anyway like what would be a good idea to work mm. on cool the main, main idea of course because our company values are that we want to create games that stays people's hearts and minds and people remember and of course we want to continue making games that has some kind of a meaning behind mm. them so they are not just any i don't know casual game that you just yeah forget about 
So, yeah. Well, well from what, what I can see online with your reaction, there seems to be a lot of people who are interested in the game. Um, I heard on another podcast that I listened to, the Gaming Outsider podcast, um, uh, Thomas, you know, he's part of both podcasts. And, uh, you know, they review all games, like, well, all sorts of games. And uh, what they said is that they're particularly interested in Scabma in this game. And uh, keep in mind that they they have, pl- they're, they're saying themselves that they themselves get out of hundreds of emails from developers and publishers and talk about their game. But they specifically mentioned this one. And I think other online as well, other pub- other podcasts and other places. What podcast you said? Uh, the Gaming Outsider. Oh, yeah. if you, it's with uh, Scott Clark. And he mentioned it. He yeah. actually spoke oh, right. for... Right. Um, they take a couple of minutes, which is a long time, and they're just about this game saying, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, me, in particular, it's an adventure game, so uh, yeah, uh, so I'm really looking forward to it whenever it comes out, when it's ready on January 6th. I'm kidding, <laughs> Whenever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, we have to hurry. <laughs> yes, you try, I'm trying to get information, but I don't think how don't know how successful I am. I think I think I've, I'm very happy with what I've got so far. <laughs> I don't think anyone will be murdered or lose their jobs. Hopefully, um, yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's all under control. That's perfect. Uh, well, I look forward to playing the game, and of course, we'll be talking about more on the podcast and I presume other podcasts and online as well. Um, I, I like many other people, are looking forward to it. Uh, thank you so much to every one of you for joining me. Is there anything else that you guys would like to mention that you can mention uh, <laughs> or talk about that we haven't covered? Or do you just want to finish this now? So I'll leave it to Mariana or Stanislas or Sahin. Now is your moment. <laughs> I think like Stan said, go and wishlist the game. That is the most important thing that we want to say to people. Because it is not only supporting Scarb Mother game, you are supporting Sami community and Sami language. So we want to show people that these kind of games that has these kind of messages, they they are they can be successful and they they can be uh, really important to the culture that they are telling the story about. Definitely. Okay, uh, thank you. I don't know Stanislas or Sahin. You have anything else to add, or we can finish? <laughs> you can't follow that. It's, it's yeah. that's, that's at this point the perfect ending. Oh well, though. Um, keep on buying indie games and be curious about other culture. Sami is an important cult, uh, indigenous culture. There are other indigenous culture in Northern Africa, Eastern Asia, and um, Pacific Islands. So be curious. Mm. You can just go out there and, and search for that. Yeah. Perfect. Hopefully, if anything, this game can inspire other people to make games with their cultures, which would be exactly. fantastic. Absolutely. Yes. yes. So, well, thank you guys. The very best. I'm sure we'll be in contact and I uh, look forward to hearing more about the game soon. Thank you. So that was my interview with Red Stage Entertainment and the publisher's PID of Scabma Snowfall coming sometime, hopefully next year, 2022. Uh, so thank you so much to Red Stage Entertainment and PID Games for uh, speaking to me. That was uh, had a great time and I hope to speak to them again soon. Um, so that is it for this month's interview. I'll be back hopefully next week with Laura and Thomas again. And uh, so until then, um, I will talk to you very soon. So thank you. Take care.
like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you